0: in the history of our country. I'm fighting for you and I love doing it
1: with everything that I have. And I will never, ever stop.
2: We are one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. We will make America great again.
3: Welcome to Team Trump Online. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Team Trump Online. I'm Laura Trump, senior advisor to President Trump's re-election campaign. So we are very excited. We have a great show for you tonight. My friends Diamond and Silk are here to talk about Joe and Kamala, the anarchists, best enablers. Then later in the show, we'll be talking with North Carolina congressional candidate Madison Cawthorn about what's at stake this November. All right, so we're going to bring on our first guest, Diamond and Silk. Welcome, ladies.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having having
3: us. Oh my gosh. It's just like you coordinated everything. I love it. So I want to dive right in and talk about Kamala Harris. She was named to the Democrat ticket a little over a month ago. We've talked a lot about how she is a total pander candidate to women and to black voters, but we know women and black voters are smart ladies and think for themselves, unlike the Democrats who think that voters in general apparently are dumb and can't see or hear anything. I'm curious to get your thoughts about Kamala being named to the ticket with Joe Biden.
1: Well first of all, when you look at how they did that whole fiasco, they were playing identity politics, sexist, I call it racism at its highest level. That's right. You know, uh, they were trying to pander to black voters, give them enough to keep them quiet, but not enough to make a difference. Mm-hmm. When you look at the both of them, I view them as Bonnie and Clyde. Yes. One wrote the crime bill uh-huh. and the other one enforced it. That's right. um, I think that black people are really waking up. I don't care who Joe Biden put on the t- ticket with him we already know that he hides in the basement yep. he don't have any solutions he's always trying to piggyback off of president trump that's already done an amazing job mm-hmm. and i don't think anyone is paying joe biden any attention that's why they keep him in the basement and that's why uh, 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 they keep coddling him i look at kamala as his caretaker that's what right. i look at and if she, if she stay
0: there long enough, she's going to become his undertaker. Let me tell oh. you something. You got the affirmative action uh, syndrome that's going on here when you talk about the Democrat party, because they they want to talk about systemic racism. They want to talk about this racism, but they use affirmative action and pick this lady based on the color of her skin right. versus the contacts within her resume. Okay, so this is what the Democrat Party do, this is what they always do, and it's nothing new to this. Jim Crow Joe is just an empty vessel being used by these white liberal Democrats.
3: Yeah, it's almost like elder abuse at this point, actually. And you know, I I often have said, I've said it many times in interviews, look, this could have been a, a possible good pick for him. I mean, we know that she is as far left as they come in the Senate, right? So clearly. We know that that party has moved all the way far left, radical, socialist. That's who they are. So maybe this could have been a good pick for Joe Biden. Had he not qualified ladies months in advance that he was going to pick a woman, like we're all dumb enough to fall for the same trick. Remember in 2016, how many times people would ask us out on the campaign trail together about Hillary Clinton? They would say, well, what about voting for Hillary Clinton? Because you guys are all women. I mean, do they think we're this dumb?
1: They think that we're ignorant. They yep. think that we're not on to them. I don't care if he do pick a woman. I don't care if he's a man. I'm voting for the businessman yes. who already has a track record. That's All right. you have to do, Laura, compare President Trump's record to Jim Crow Joe records.
0: There's no comparison. There's no
1: comparison. Yes. That's it. I know. <laughs> because within, because within f- almost four years, President Trump has done amazing things. 47 years jim crow joe hasn't done anything so do you think we gonna give him four more years to do what nothing yeah. i want exactly right. to my money is on president donald j trump and i want to tell people this here if you are on the fence get off the fence uh-huh. walk through the gate drop on the trump train and make sure you vote for donald j trump that's right.
3: absolutely i can't say it any better myself i feel like we just end the interview there but i do have some more questions for you guys Uh, We've watched as peaceful protests have turned into violent mobs all across this country, yet Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have called for defunding the police. They really are the anarchist's best enablers. What are your thoughts on the defund the police movement? It's shocking that this is even happening in the United States of America. And can the American people really count on Joe and Kamala to keep them safe?
1: Oh, well, first of all, Joe and Kamala is not worried about keeping anybody safe. Right. That's why they're okay with the anarchists. That's why they allow people within their constructs of their campaign to donate money so that criminals can be bailed out. That's what right. about the law-abiding citizens? If we defund the police, what about minority communities? What about right. our elderly? These people are going to be, be abused. They're going to be yeah. victim and victimized by criminals and their criminality. What did Joe and Kamala Harris have to say about that? The only only time they have something to say is when the public is calling them out on it. Yep. And now all of a sudden they change their tone. Our I mean. best bet is we need law and order. You better stick with President Donald J. Trump that want to implement law and order. And here's the thing. Why is it when the president offered to send in help, uh-huh. they don't want the help. Right. They want to demonize him and vilify him for wanting to help out. These people took an oath to protect law-abiding citizens, and that's not happening. So do you think Jim Crow, Joe, and Kamala Harris Mm -hmm. gonna do anything about this? They gonna sit right, as a matter of fact, in my humble opinion, They are a part of this here. That's right. Because a lot of this stuff is being organized and orchestrated, all designed to make our president look bad. And
0: so instead of defunding the police, let's see where these people are getting their funding from. That's right. Okay, in order to orchestrate this here, uh, uh, rioting and being agitators and burning down. What's peaceful about burning down buildings? Okay, how do these people know where to meet up at? How do they know where to find the bricks at? <laughs> who's purchasing this stuff? That's right. We need to follow the money and see who's behind funding all of this mess.
3: No, you're absolutely right. I think I think whenever we look back on this time in our history, I think eventually the truth will come out. And whether we're talking about COVID, whether we're talking about these violent mobs all, all across our great American cities, we are going to see such an orchestrated planned attack against the president uh, I think people's minds are just going to like totally melt down and explode. Uh, but But to counter what you guys are just saying, on the other side of the coin from Joe and Kamala is President Trump. He is the strong law and order president. And he's going into Kenosha, standing up to these violent extremists. As you guys just pointed out, he has said to every mayor in every American city, I want to do the same thing for you. It took about 24 hours for the riots to be totally quelled in Kenosha. So what is at stake this November, ladies, if we don't reelect President Trump, if we give Joe and Kamala the reins to the country and give them the keys to the White House? What could possibly happen?
1: listen our livelihoods everything that we work hard for is at stake if yeah. we allow these people to take over this country you know back in 2016 president trump asked what the hell do you have to lose if you don't vote for him this go round? Yeah. you're gonna have a hell of a lot to lose right. these the left is talking about raising taxes they want to create this anarchy they want to defund the police they don't care about your livelihoods being flattened this is what these people want to want to implement socialism and communism in this country that's right you know what laura i always say this when people from Cuba and Venezuela when they come into this country uh-huh. they come to this country because they have a place to run to that's right if we allow the these left leaning liberals to create anarchy and chaos and confusion and defund our police where are we as patriots as Americans going to run we have nowhere to run because we are the greatest country on earth That's right. that's why we have to stand up to this that's why we have to vote right so we won't get left that's why we have the vote red, R-E-D, remove every Democrat and vote for President Donald J. Trump. That's right.
3: Oh, I absolutely love it. I totally I agree with everything. It's almost like you guys should write a book or something. Oh, wait, you actually did. Uh, so I want to get your final thoughts, ladies. But uh I want to talk about your, your book. I, I just got it in the mail and I started reading it. And I have to tell you, I have gotten so many books from various people over the years who have written books, and you can tell that they probably didn't write it themselves, that they had a ghostwriter, and then they signed their name to it. I started reading your book, and let me tell you something. I know that you ladies wrote every single word of that because it was as if you were there in my living room actually talking to me. So tell our audience about the new book. Okay, so the name of the
1: book is Uprising. Who the hell said you can't ditch and switch the Awakening of Diamond and Silk? We tell about our story, yeah. how we got started. We talk about being thrust into the political arena, the liberal ideology, uh, being censored on these social media platforms. We talk about the pandemic and even some of the stuff that happened surrounding the pandemic. So you all can get the book at diamondandsilkbook.com or anywhere that they sell book. It's a good read. It's inspiration. It's inspiring. Go get the book
0: and make sure you buy two and give one to a liberal.
1: That's right.
3: <laughs> oh my Just leave it on your neighbor's doorstep. If they don't have an American flag or a Trump flag they're flying, they might not be, they might be considering not voting for Donald Trump. So leave it on their doorstep. Let them read it. I absolutely love it. Well, you ladies are always an inspiration. I always love seeing you and hearing from you. So Thank you for being with us today. Keep up the hard work. Uh, We know that you guys will be out there fighting every single step of the way to reelect President Trump for four more years. So thanks for being with us. Thank Thank
1: you for having
3: us. us. All right, everybody at home, we're going to take one quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more Team Trump Online.
2: And now we're opening with a bang. And today's announcement proves that our economy is roaring back. It's coming back
1: extremely strong.
2: The United States economy added almost 5 million jobs. Likewise, Hispanic employment is up by 1.5 million jobs. 3 million more women were employed in the month of June. This is better than it be. This is a rocket ship.
0: The radical left-wing mobs' agenda take over our cities, defund the police, pressure more towns to follow, and Joe Biden stands with them. Cutting police funding. Yes, absolutely. Eliminating cash bail, letting criminals back on the street, violent crime exploding, innocent children fatally shot. Who will be there to answer the call when your children aren't safe? I'm Donald J.
1: Trump, and I approve this message.
3: Welcome back to Team Trump Online. Now, we've just heard from Diamond and Silk about how absolutely disastrous a Biden-Harris ticket would be for safety and security in our country. Now, we are so excited to be joined by North Carolinian himself, Madison Cawthorn, candidate for Congress in North Carolina's 11th District. Madison, thanks for being here.
2: Laura, it's such an honor to be on the air with you. And I cannot agree more with what Diamond and Silk were saying about safety and security. That's why... I'm very excited to really represent kind of the future of the way our political future is going to be, whereas Joe Biden is just more of the same, more of the past.
3: Yeah, well, nobody wants what he's selling. I think we figured that out very quickly uh, when he's rolled out some of his plans. Now, Madison, I want to start with the, the convention because I think I speak for all of our viewers. When I say your speech was so powerful, so moving at the Republican National Convention, Um, I want to remind everybody, in case you have forgotten, take a look at this.
2: You don't have to apologize for your beliefs or cower to a mob. You can kneel before God but stand for our flag. The American idea my ancestors fought for during the Revolutionary War is just as exciting and revolutionary today as it was 250 years ago. I say to Americans who love our country, young and old, be a radical for freedom. Be a radical for liberty, and be a radical for our republic, for which I stand, one nation under God, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, and may God bless America.
3: Oh my gosh, Madison, so amazing, I want to give you a round of applause again. Tell me, what inspired you at that moment, and what do you hope people ultimately took away from your speech?
2: Well, I'll tell you, Laura, it was actually very difficult to bring that kind of vigor to the, that stage because, as I'm sure you know, it was an empty auditorium. I know. <laughs> a of cameras moving around. And, but what I really wanted to convey to everyone when I said in this country we kneel before our God and we stand for our flag is that, you know, the overwhelming majority of us subscribe to Judeo-Christian values, which means that we're loving, accepting, and tolerant people who I believe are the least racist and most accepting country in the history of the world but also that we're patriotic Americans. We stand for our flag. And when I say that, I really wanted to convey the message that we do not back down from a mob. We are unapologetically American. We know what we believe and we're willing to fight for it. And so I think that really captures the American ethos, the side of love and the side of courage, all kind of being blended into one. And I think that's what we're missing right now in Washington, DC. I believe we have a deficit of courage on both sides of the aisle and these career politicians don't represent true America.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's that's not lost on anybody. I think Donald Trump really blew that all up in everybody's faces when he was elected because you, you have the career politicians who have been all talk, no action, playing the same game, promising their constituents one thing, going to Washington, D.C., lining their own pockets for decades. He broke that up. And now I'm so excited to see you in the mix. Um, And I will say this, when, not if, but when you are elected in November, you will be the youngest member of Congress at just 25 years old. A a lot of people assume that younger voters are automatically voting for the Democrats, but you're out there proving them all wrong. So what's the real story about President Trump's support from young voters? Because I think people are missing it again.
2: Again, this just goes back to you. I mean, we, we've all seen the clip of where Joe Biden says, Well, if you ain't voting for me, then you ain't black, and which is just such a, a racist comment. But it goes to the arrogance that the far left Democrats have where they believe they own certain people groups. But you know, in the Republican Party, we're the party of the big tent, we want we have differing ideologies that come in, we welcome everyone with open arms. And so, I, I think that when people try to label all Generation Z or all the millennial generation as being overwhelmingly democratic, you know, that may not be very, very true. Because what I think is going on is a lot of people in my generation are deceived. Uh, They believe that the Republicans is just a party of rich old white guys who don't represent true America and who just wanna help their corporate buddies. When that is the exact opposite of the truth. We are the party of the people, you know. I know that the president really wanted to stress that this was America's convention when we had the Republican National Convention. I think that was absolutely on display. Whereas the Democrats were nothing but career politicians and corporate lobbyists up on stage, just trying to shove their ideology down our throats.
3: Yeah, the Hollywood elites, uh, you know, the politicians, we thought Madison, gosh, we would never have to hear from again. They dragged everybody back out on stage. I tend to think though, Whenever you present the future of America to a a young person, I think about back when I was in college at NC State um, and thinking about my future and, and what casting a vote for Donald Trump would mean for my future versus someone like Joe Biden. You look at the way this president has been absolutely masterful with the economy, we know a rising tide lifts all ships. That is what this president is about. That is what this Republican Party is about. So if I'm talking to someone in college who's about to graduate and is thinking about, well, what are the next steps for me? The only option, Madison, is voting for President Trump. He is the jobs president. We know that. We are coming out of this coronavirus pandemic. We're coming back stronger. I think we will be back very, very shortly to that incredible economy that we saw, uh, you know, not too long ago. January, we had a million more jobs than we even had people to fill them. Um, So when I talk to the youth out there, I tell them this is a vote for you about your future. I think when we start breaking it down like that, what do you think? Will that resonate with the younger generation?
2: You know, I I really think it does because oftentimes if you start to close your eyes and imagine what the younger generation being in control would mean, it's sometimes a scary thought for a lot of people. But if you pitch them with their future saying, hey, you know, we realize that there is a problem with the high cost of higher education, but the best way to offset that is to have a job after you graduate. And the only way you can have that job is with a good economy. And that's under the Republican party. That's under president Trump's leadership because everyone's more optimistic for the future. That's why you see people who want to go out to gamble. That's why you see people who invest in the stock market. It's because we're more optimistic for the future. And I believe that my generation really embodies that. And so I think if we go to them and talk to them about a message of the future, rather than focusing on the past or dying on social issue Hills, just saying, Hey, I want you to have more freedom in your life and less government control and more of your own money in your pocket, money that you made because we provided you a job with a good economy.
3: Yeah. And you know what, you talk about uh, it being possibly scary. I'll tell you something that's absolutely terrifying is thinking about the, the next and upcoming generation of Democrats. It's AOC and her entire crew of socialists. They don't value liberty, Madison. We know that they want to radically and fundamentally transform America. So talk to the audience at home about what is on the line this November. I I don't think we've ever had a more consequential election in modern history.
2: I I, I totally agree. I think that since the Civil War, this is the most important election that's happening. And it's really because you, you capture it very well. This is a question between liberty versus tyranny the America we know and love, or having our country fundamentally changed. You see what the next wave of Democrats look like. They look like the AOCs and the Elon Omars of the world. The people who willfully come out and say that this country is not great, it was never great, and therefore we need to change it. That is something that, that makes me hold my head in shame that someone of my generation can believe that. Uh, you know, Elon Omar came here as a refugee and now she is a member of our Congress. The idea that she doesn't want to emulate our, our government and our country across the world rather she wants to redefine what we truly believe it is shocking to me and so i really think that people need to open their eyes they need to think about what the other party says and believes because at some point we just need to start believing what they say we have the mainstream media who says oh well when the democrats say they want to defund the police they just mean they want to reallocate funds to better serve the community and then you have aoc come out and say when i say i want to defund the police i literally mean i want the police out of my right. city it's awful it it just goes right into the face exactly what diamond and silk were are talking about it's safety and security you know i've got a great older brother who's got a young precious family and the idea that a violent mob could show up at their doorstep and threaten their lives that's disgusting and that's what will happen if we vote for the elon omars and aocs of the world
3: and you know i think as we head towards november madison um, obviously we have great patriots like you that will be on the ticket as well uh, for the folks there in north carolina You know, people oftentimes, I think, um, focus a lot on voting for a presidential candidate. But we've seen in recent months the fact that we have local elected officials in Democrat-run cities around this country that have not upheld the laws in their cities, have not protected the citizens uh, of their cities. They have absolutely let chaos reign. Every election is important. You need to know who your candidates are. So as we head towards November, I want to encourage everybody to cast a vote for you, to take a look at every Republican down the ticket and make sure you are voting for these individuals. These are people that will keep you safe, that will keep your community safe, that have the best interests of you in mind. We see very clearly the other side of the coin with the Democrats, Madison, and what they've done. So I want to be able to give you an opportunity uh, to talk to, to the folks in North Carolina possibly watching about your run uh, for Mark Meadows' old seat and and why you're the best person for that job.
2: Well, you know, I think you're absolutely right when you're talking about a lot of people just think about voting for the president, whereas it it really needs to be done completely down the ballot because your local elections do matter. Uh, You you can see that your school board is one who's determined if your children are going back to school this semester. You can see that your governor is the one determining if you're allowed to go out to eat or if you have to wear a mask over your entire state. Uh, but I'll tell you, this in entire ideology that we're voting for, the person that the president is, I almost want to dispense with that. I believe that when we vote for a president, we vote for an ideology. And what we're supporting, This is the reason I support President Trump, is because that ideology the Republicans are bringing, that I'm bringing, is one of America first, is one, and we all saw Kimberly Guilfoyle just say that the best is yet to come on stage. And that is so true because under President Trump and under a Republican Congress, if you get me elected, I really genuinely believe that the best is yet to come, that we will see the greatest economy we've ever seen. We will see poverty levels just absolutely destroyed in these systemically attacked communities that have been under under pressure economically for the several decades. And so I genuinely believe that if we continue to move forward if everyone in North Carolina rallies behind all of our local page, people like Dan Forrest running for governor or myself running for Congress out here, in Western North Carolina, or our great Senator Tom Tillis and then we all support the president as well. What the Republican Party failed to do in 2016 is I think makes sweeping changes. And that was because when we had the Congress, the Senate, and the presidency, we had these people who had a deficit of courage in the Republican Party. I don't think we're going to have that problem again in 2020. We take the House and the Senate and we have President Trump in there again. We will be able to lead us to a future that we never thought could be so bright.
3: I love it. Let's give Nancy Pelosi more time to eat her fancy ice cream, Madison. What do you say? Let's get her back home to San Francisco. Uh, let's take her out of that speaker role. I think we're, we've we've seen enough from her. Um, we can send her back to her
2: hometown, and pick up all the needles.
3: <laughs> someone needs to do it. It's horrifying. Uh, Madison, I wanna say thank you so much. You're a great representation of my home state, North Carolina. We really appreciate you being on with us.
2: Laura, you're great. Thank you so much.
3: Thanks so much to my guests, Diamond and Silk and Madison Cawthorn for joining us tonight on Team Trump Online. And as always, thanks to you at home for tuning in.